Welcome to episode 15 of the Voice Junkie Podcast. I'm Chuck West. I want to jump into the unfortunate happenings down in Charlottesville uh, where white nationalists got together for a rally, but unfortunately it ended in a deadly violence attack, um, almost terroristic attack by one of the white nationalists. Now, I want to start off by saying this whole rally movement thing kind of started gaining headways through the media Friday night when a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of people got together, neo-Nazis, Ku Klux Klan type people, all, any type of hateful right-wing group got together Friday night in protest with their with their candle-lit uh tiki uh, whatever those things are, they like you know those tiki things that you put out in the back when you're trying to have a cookout with your family to shoot the flies away and shoot all the uh, mosquitoes away. So these guys are using those as fake torches, right? How lame is that, first of all? Uh, so you know how do you take a person serious with a, a fucking tiki uh, candle lighter thing, whatever the hell you call them things, is beyond me. But anyway, they got together Friday night. In protest of, you know, demonstrating over the city's decision to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, famed Confederate leader of the Confederate Army. So, this whole thing started on Friday night and ended Saturday night or Saturday morning, as uh, far as what happened with the, the opposition that came to follow. Now, the opposition that came to follow was a, a counter-protest movement called Antifa. And these guys... You know, basically, they stand for non-hate. So if it's hatred towards Black Lives Matter, if it's hatred towards gays, is hatred towards any type of, you know, American, basically, these guys are advocates of that. So shout out to those guys at Antifa. They went and they counter-protest the white nationalists. Now, to no one's surprise, that kind of turned ugly. Things started to get physical. Uh, the white nationalists did not like um, being uh, counter-protested, and things got out of hand. You know, there was a lot of uh, skirmishes, there were a lot of fights and, and things of that nature. But things really picked up and got worse once the rally started to disperse and a car bearing Ohio license plates plowed into a crowd near city's downtown mall, killing a 32-year-old woman. Some 34 others were injured, at least 19 in the car crash. So you had this fucking nut job from who had Ohio plates on his car who just, eh, I'm just going to barrel through a bunch of uh, counter-protests because I don't like their message and what they're saying. I'm just going to plow through this, and I don't care if I kill people as I'm doing it. That sounds like a terrorist to me. But, of course, they're not going to call it that in the media because they haven't called it that in the media for quite some time. But I'll get to that in a few. So, let me go through the New York Times article. It also says that, you know, the planned rally was promoted as Unite the Right. So, you know, anything involving right-wing extremism attracting groups like, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis... And uh, movement leaders like David Duke, who used to head the Ku Klux Klan, and Richard Spencer, who's a prominent, you know, white nationalist. So, as you see, uh, people who love waving the Confederate flag were hand in hand with people holding Nazi symbols and Nazi flags. So they're hand in hand together. So anyone who wants to, con uh, who still wants to defend that piece of shit Confederate flag, could just shut the fuck up today. 
because your flag was right next to the Nazi flag this past weekend. All right? Secrets out, people. Secrets been out. All right? So I don't want to hear any more bullshit about the Confederate flag. It's a racist symbol, and it needs to be buried somewhere in the deepest, darkest bowels of the earth. All right? So, of course, once all this stuff went down and all this stuff happened, uh, Trump came out later on and said that, you know, he condemned, you know, all the, uh, the, the violence, et cetera, et cetera. And he quoted by saying, you know, he blamed, quote unquote, hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. That close-minded statement basically clumped everyone in even the non-pro you know even the counter-protesters the antifa guys who were there for a good reason who were there to promote you know (laughs) anti-hate so trump clumped them into the same you know basket of deplorables taking a word from hillary clinton as his base which is the white nationalist groups groups plural and of course, he didn't condemn the white nationalists. He just kind of clumped everybody in together, and not say any any didn't point anyone out by name. So, of course, the as he should have been, the uh, Charlottesville mayor Mike Singer, he was you know kind of pissed off, and he quoted saying, "I do not, I do hope that he looks him he talking about Trump looks himself in the mirror and thinks very deeply about who he consorted with." During his campaign. That's a very, very strong statement by the mayor down there in Charlottesville. He's basically saying, hey, you know what? You sold your soul by defending this group, by taking in their support. Now, it's up to you to be presidential and condemn these people that support you. But did Trump do that? Of course he didn't do that because Trump is these people. All right? So anybody who's still defending Trump, you're a piece of shit as well. And you are the the very problem that we have in this country as well. But anyway, moving on. As uh, down there in the rally, you know, people were waving Confederate flags, chanting Nazi era slogans, and chanting phrases like uh, "quote you will not replace us" and "quote Jews will not replace us." So you already know what this fucking rally is about. It's about hate, and it's about everything that isn't white needs to go. Everything that isn't white uh, or anything that's checked in the box of other is a problem to the country. And, you know, what's so puzzling to me is this victimhood by this white nationalist groups. They feel like they're victims. What? I don't know what they're victims of. The power structure of this country still today is predominantly white to this day. As, As our demographics change, yes, demographics in this country is changing. There are more color groups getting bigger. There's, you know, a bigger and growing, vibrant Spanish community happening as well uh, in this country. But that being said, this power structure is predominantly white in this country. Corporate America, government, you name it. The big pillars of what function, what you know, this whole thing functions around is still predominantly white. But yet, you have these clowns running around talking about. You will not replace us. What the fuck are you guys talking about? You know, what are you guys talking about? So it just shows you these guys running around here with their little tiki sticks and and their, you know, their coffee and their skinny jeans and and the whole nine yards. Because a lot of these neo-Nazi people are people who look kind of like us. 
I mean, you know, I wouldn't call myself a hipster exactly, but, you know, some of these guys look like what you would categorize today as a hipster. You know, they're out there, man. They're going to the same coffee shops as we're going to. And they have these hateful feelings toward, you know, anything that's different that's not them. So that's unfortunate. You know, I, I just want to read this quote by a guy who was fighting on uh, on the side of the white nationalists down there in the rally. His name is Ted, and he's from Missouri. And he, was, he told the New York Times, I'm tired of seeing white people pushed around. So again, here's this narrative that they imagined and created in their brains that white people's being pushed around, they're being replaced, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And it's this fear that they live with, man. They're, like, afraid of their own goddamn shadows. What are they talking about? Like, are they seeing the same America that we're seeing? We're watching cops, white cops, a lot of them, white cops, shoot and kill unarmed people of color on a day-to-day basis. That doesn't sound like uh, uh, white people being pushed around to me. That sounds like colored people being pushed around. But these guys, again, they live in this imaginary world that they created in their brains that doesn't exist, you know, because they need justification of whatever has failed in their lives, whatever wrongs that may have happened in their lives. They need justification for that and they need a scapegoat for it. So, I mean, what better way than to use colored folks as a scapegoat? The Jews, the colored folks, everybody, everyone's out to get us. Like, they got this crazy fucking mentality that doesn't, that doesn't even make any rational sense. But that's what they do. That's how they sleep at night. You know, they sleep at night blaming everyone else for their, you know, for their mishaps, basically. I want to go into what uh, the guy Richard Spencer said. Now, I'm going to read one of his quotes. He's, again, the guy who's like one of the prominent white nationalist leaders. So after the rally and everything was all said and done, he went on to say, um, I quote, you think that we're going to back down to this kind of behavior to you and your little provincial town, quote, and added, we are going to make Charlottesville the center of the universe. So this guy's not done. He's going to continuously do these things. He's not condemning what that fucking nut job did running over protesters who are non-hate protesters, he's not going to say anything about that. Oh, no. He's actually glorifying that if you look, if you read through these quotes. So, you know, this is going to continue. These guys feel empowered. They feel emboldened because we have a president who is just like them, who shares their views. And if he doesn't say anything, why should they stop, you know? Uh, The governor, Terry McAuliffe, he uh, said... I quote, I am disgusted by the hatred, bigotry, and violence these protesters have brought to our state. And I'm going to read a quote from Paul Ryan, who also said, now I'm going to give Paul Ryan credit for this. He also said, uh, the views uh, fueling the spectacle in Charlottesville are repugnant. He added, let it only serve to unite Americans against this kind of vile bigotry. All right. I give him credit for calling it for what it is, but he didn't go a step. He needed to go a step further by calling it for what it really is. And that's white nationalists that's white terrorism that's happening right underneath our noses that we need to address in this country we need to be putting more resources in homeland security and in the fbi and white ring let me say that again white wing terrorism 
far right people who feel like I read you the quotes who feel like the, the the country's being taken from them. They're being replaced. They're being pushed around and all these other paranoid schizophrenic thoughts that they created in their brains, these narratives that they help co-opt to to justify their hatred and their bigotry towards others. So we have a real problem in this country that we need to address. A lot of people don't know, and this is in part because of how terrible the media is at doing what they're supposed to be doing, educating people and sharing the goddamn news. This is a problem that we've had. Um, A lot of people don't know this, that white terrorism, right-wing terrorism in this country is on the rise. There are more white-wing terrorism uh, incidents in this country since 2001, since 9-11, than there is in Islamic jihadist extremists since 9-11. There's more of the right-wing attacks in this country than extremist Islam. Put that shit together. Have you heard that anywhere else? No, because the media refuses to report it. This is a fact. This is a fact. The studies have said it. Go, 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 go research it yourself. The FBI put out uh, you know, research on this. There's other groups. I think Twitter even did something. I might have covered it on one of these past episodes on Voice Junkie, uh, that there's more hate speech coming from you know these kind of groups than anywhere else. And again, it's not reported because you can speculate as to why that is, but it's not being reported, which is being a huge, this is a huge disservice to the country because people are so uneducated on what really is the danger. And the danger is these groups. They're on the rise. And they're not, just like that white nationalist said, we're not going to stop. And until we do something, until we report things the way we should be reporting them, it's going to continue to go on. And, and having Trump in office does not help things. It makes matters worse. But anyway, I just want to jump on to something new. I want to cover a real quick thing with Chief Keefe. Uh, Chief Keefe is supposed to be dropping a documentary under Apple Music. I read something that said that Chief Keefe was the original artist that Apple Music wanted to launch with, with uh, the exclusive tag. And Chief Keefe declined it, which opened the door for Drake. And he ended up getting the Apple Music exclusive. Now we all know uh, Chance the Rapper has some kind of deal with them now as well. Circle back to Chief Keefe. Now he's doing something differently. He's going to do a documentary instead. And we'll see if it's, in, you know, we'll see it's interesting. It's really funny that Chief Keefe is only 21 years old. Like, it feels like he's been in the game for, for 10 years, but he's only 21. You know, he has an interesting story. He grew up in a war zone in Chicago. So, you know, anything that has to do with Chief Keefe and his life and how he came up with is going to be interesting. It's going to garner a lot of views. But to be honest, man, I am not in any way interested in hearing the man speak because he doesn't seem like he's the brightest crayon in a box. You know, have you seen a Chief Keefe interview? Man, listen, if you haven't, you ain't missing much because... He comes off as a person that doesn't really, it just looks like it's not a lot going on upstairs. And if there is a lot, something going on upstairs, he just can't convey it and he can't put it into words, apparently. I don't know. He's a very bizarre character. I'm sure Apple Music is going to do a great job and figure out a way to um, tell a compelling story about the guy. And I'll be definitely looking forward to it. And I, I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch it. So. 
that'll be interesting. That's all I got. I want to end the episode on on that note, and then want to end it on the the stupid fucks, the stupid white nationalist fucks down there in Charlottesville. But let's get back to that topic. Let me know what you guys think about it. Um, do you think that we have a real issue in this country when it comes to white nationalist groups and how they're on the rise? And even right-wing terrorism is on the rise, and it's underreported. Do you think that the media should report right terrorism, right-wing terrorism as it is and be more transparent up front with uh, its citizens and its viewers? Let me know. Um, you can find me, follow me. At Chuck Westworld on all social media platforms. Follow at the Trendaholic too to get updates on the Voice Junkie podcast. On that tip, I'm out, people. See you next time. Peace.